Hello and welcome to the Idaho Reports podcast for August 25th. I'm Melissa Davlin. Tuesday marked the second day of the legislature's special session, which convened to discuss COVID-related issues concerning elections and liability. I'm joined today by Devin Downey, associate producer of Idaho Reports. First, some late-breaking news. Ammon Bundy was arrested at the State House late Tuesday afternoon. Bundy was booked into the Ada County Jail and charged with trespassing after refusing to leave the Lincoln Auditorium hearing room. Before we get to that, here's a rundown of the legislative action from the day. The House State Affairs Committee voted down a Senate bill that would establish centralized voting centers. That bill was requested by county clerks in an effort to combat poll worker staffing shortages related to the COVID-19 outbreak. Also Tuesday, the House passed a resolution to end the state of emergency declared by Governor Brad Little. It's now up to the Senate to decide whether it will take it up. On Tuesday afternoon, the Attorney General's office released an opinion declaring the resolution to be unconstitutional. But the day's legislative proceedings were delayed by protests and confrontations at a House Judiciary and Rules hearing after Chairman Greg Cheney asked Idaho State Police officers to remove people from an area normally reserved for credentialed members of the press. Uh, Devin, I wanted to get your take on this. We spoke at length yesterday, both online and with um, production assistant Logan Finney on this podcast about how Bundy and three percenters in Health Freedom Idaho seem to be treated differently than other protesters we've seen at the State House. Uh, Monday morning saw shoving matches between protesters and Idaho State Police, and as of Tuesday morning, there were no charges from those events, but Tuesday had a different tone. Right, yeah, so the chairman of House Judiciary and Rules, Representative Cheney, had allowed quite a bit of leeway uh, in yesterday's testimony and in sort of the way that people in the gallery were able to act. It was really a way to try and allow people to express their passion and express their anger um, without muzzling it too much. Uh, but today he had a very different approach. I think after seeing everything that happened and after realizing that these are these committees are starting to get quite a bit out of hand. He started off the committee by acknowledging that yesterday he let it go a little off the rails sometimes just so people could talk and decided that for this hearing today, they needed to make sure they stick onto the bill. But right after that is when he noticed that a couple people were sitting in the seats reserved for the press corps. And after they had already been asked to leave to vacate those seats by Capitol Police. And so he asked for them to be removed and put the, the committee at ease. And it didn't come back until they moved rooms. They, uh, they moved rooms and they were able to conduct their business, which um, involved introducing a new liability RS. And we'll talk more about that on tomorrow's podcast once we actually see the bill. Um, but the, the tensions didn't really dissipate after they put the committee at ease, did they? No, if anything, it got a little bit worse. So the Capitol Police had to physically remove one individual from the press seat. And once they did that, everyone in the gallery started to record, started standing up and yelling either at the chair or at the officers, or some of them, it sounded like were just 
yelling to yell. But it, what happened was it really opened up this anger and it seemed to be unleashed for the first time actually at Chairman Cheney and the Capitol State Police, which had to eventually move and create a barricade between the people in the gallery and the representatives sitting on the committee. And at that point is when people started to get in the faces of officers and started to scream at them. And shortly thereafter, members of the committee left the room. Yeah, so I want to back up a little bit and talk about those tables that are reserved for members of the press. So we, you know, full disclosure, we are credentialed members of the Capital Correspondents Association at the Idaho State House. I'm on the standing committee for the CCA. Uh, we decide who meets our criteria for being credentialed members of the State House Press Corps. Um, and this isn't just something that's created in a vacuum for people who aren't familiar with the way this is set up. Um, the legislature has rules. The House rule has um, number rule number 72 and the Senate and House have joint rule 14 to talk about to to indicate who can sit where um, we have access to the House floor and the Senate floor. We have access to those press tables in the hearing rooms. And it's not because we're some more part of some special club. It's to make sure that lobbyists and activists don't take up all of the room that the press can be there and record impartial information. And so I know there's been some confusion about that in those press tables over the years, but they are there for a reason. Um, and after people were removed from the hearing, Ammon Bundy of, you know, Cliven Bundy, Malheur standoff fame, got up and sat himself down at the press table and then refused to move. Right. He sat there throughout what became of the committee that happened in a different room and sat there after the House had gone onto the floor to actually print the bill and continued to sit there up until the point that officers started moving from the committee room and from around the Capitol, specifically back into the Lincoln Auditorium, at which point it sounded like people were chanting. I couldn't quite make out what they were saying. But there was certainly a distraction being made, and it seemed like there was some desire for attention to what was going on. Now, I've followed Ammon Bundy and his various protests and, and occupations and trespasses over the years. And, you know, just recently when he's turned his attention to the local public health districts, I, I'm remembering um, a video that was taken at a Southwest Public Health District meeting in mid-July where he specifically asked to be arrested after breaking, you know, after getting into a building where he had been asked not to go in because he wasn't wearing a mask. He told officers, I want you to arrest me. Uh, I, I'm curious, First of all, I'm not sure watching what happened today and seeing the reports where he refused to leave. And I'm not sure what choice ISP had, right? Do you just shut the lights off on him and say, okay, you know, lock the doors on your way out. See you later. I, what do you do? But do you think that this arrest is going to de-escalate the tensions um, with Health Freedom Idaho and with the three percenters, those tensions that already existed and were already so heightened? I can't imagine that it would de-escalate the tensions, but 
I'm also not sure that it will escalate them anymore. Part of what is going to happen out of this is that the committee is going to meet in that same smaller room again tomorrow, something they announced on the House floor today. And based on what they did in this afternoon, they limited it, they limited the chairs available to the public down to, I believe it was 13. So they can really limit who's coming in, make sure that the people coming in are not creating a distraction. So I, I think in some ways it ends up not really moving the ball, so to speak. I think that it advances what Ammon Bundy might want, but it doesn't necessarily change the parameters of the debate or even necessarily impact what is going to happen with the next group of people who try to testify about this bill. And I just keep thinking, and initially those committee rooms were supposed to be socially distanced in the first place anyway. That's one of the things that we were told as a press corps that there were, um, there was going to be limited seating for the public in those press rooms. It was going to be on a first come first serve basis. And what we saw on Monday morning with that initial protest that got, you know, very heated with Idaho State Police that Ammon Bundy was involved in, that Health Freedom Idaho was involved in, that was about the social distancing measures that were on the fourth floor gallery. That was, that stemmed from trying to limit the number of people in a, a given space. And so, you know, again, I, it, it seems like the tactic is escalate and try to force the other side to try and de-escalate to get what you want, which is having everybody in the space in the first place. I'm really curious to see how Wednesday does play out. Yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to see what they do to change. And it's hard to, also hard to know what exactly the purpose of a lot of people testifying about the limited liability bills were. Many of them were arguing against the emergency order, saying that everything that's happened is unconstitutional, been a wreck on our economy. Individuals' businesses talked about the toll it's taken on people's mental health, which all of which is true, but that doesn't really have anything to do with the limited liability aspect. There were a few people who testified yesterday specifically about the limited liability, basically saying that either it was unnecessary because the chance of a successful lawsuit against the business based on this is slim to none, or by arguing that the way that some of the bills were written implied that they had to work to enforce some of the mandates that were given down by the local health districts and that was a concern to a few of the people who were speaking but because so many of the individuals who ended up testifying were not specifically talking about the bill i'm not really sure what the goal was so i don't know if even delaying the passage of this bill necessarily impacts what they want it to but we will see what happens when they testify tomorrow and presumably based on what Chairman Cheney said today, it's gonna to be much stricter and much more focused on the bill in front of them. And we'll also have a much better idea of what that bill says once it's printed and online. And that's something we'll surely follow up on on our Wednesday podcast. Devin Downey, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you.